we call that church free, which brings individuals into a caring, trusting fellowship and protects and nourishes their integrity and spiritual freedom. We are a servant church on an adventure of the spirit. With those words of James Luther Adams, let us worship together. How are you? I'm Reverend Bob, and I'm so delighted to be here this morning with our music director, Susan Peck, and our interim minister, Matt Partridge-Villarreal. Our worship leader today is the wonderful Michaela Renz-Whitmore. Our Zoom DJ is Arnie Golarud, and our tech team is Christine Robinson, Alex and Erica Johnson-Jimenez, and there you got a lot of work ahead of them. And oh, we have a shadow usher too. Pamela Livingston is getting training, and we're so glad she's here. Our Time for All Ages is presented by our Director of Religious Education, Mia Noren. And I am just thrilled to welcome our guest preacher, Father Anne Trapiano. Father Anne was ordained October 16th, 2021, just last fall, here in Albuquerque, with the Association of Roman Catholic Women Priests. She's committed to seeing women welcomed into the Roman Catholic priesthood within her lifetime. While many have understandably walked away from the Roman Catholic Church, frankly, including myself, she chooses to obey her call to collaborate with God and bring about gender inequality in one of the most powerful institutions in the world. If you enjoy her preaching, you can join her as she leads Mass tonight at 7 p.m., and you can connect to her via her Facebook page. We're so glad you're here, Father Ann. <clears throat> and if you're visiting, we're also glad that you're here, too. Uh, if you're comfortable with it, put your name and your location in the chat so we can say hello. In the meantime, Michaela has a couple of announcements for us. If you have been thinking about joining this church, but have not been ready to attend an in-person ceremony, good news. There will be a virtual new member joining ceremony on Sunday, March 6th at 12.15 p.m. on Zoom. To RSVP, click the link that we'll put in the chat and fill out the form. Our Director of Membership and Communications, Lara Magnuson, will then send you some information. The Addiction Recover Ministry is meeting today at 12.30 on Zoom. These twice-monthly meetings focus on being together in support and recovery. Expectations for those who attend extend from just listening to participating fully. We cherish honesty and openness, confidentiality, integrity, and compassion. If you are looking for support, join them at 1230 today. To get the Zoom code, email recovery at uuabq.org. I have a special comment to make right now. You may be aware that this week, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham lifted the mandate requiring that masks be worn inside. We know that some folks in this congregation will be overjoyed. We know that others, especially those with unvaccinated children or medically vulnerable loved ones or who are medically vulnerable themselves, will find this decision terrifying. On yesterday morning, the Albuquerque Journal reported that on Friday, 
In New Mexico, there were 977 new infections, 402 people in the hospital for COVID, and 29 people died on Friday from COVID. On average, over 16% of the deaths are people who are fully vaccinated. So we can see that the pandemic is far from over. We're gonna be convening our COVID advisory council this week to consider this new policy and how we should move forward as a faith community. Until then, in an abundance of caution and empathy for each other and our larger community, First Unitarian is continuing its policy of requiring masks in worship services. We hope that you understand and we sure appreciate your patience. It's a crazy time. Michaela will now lead us in lighting our chalices. As fire unites oxygen and matter, this flame symbolizes how spirit greets our humanity in this sacred place of intention and communion. May we have the strength, wisdom, and love to follow its light toward justice and peace wherever we gather. Good morning. I'm Susan Peck, Music Director at First Unitarian. I am so pleased to introduce our guest musicians this Sunday, Jazz Brasileiro, and my Portuguese is probably a little iffy. Guitarist Tony Cesarano and vocalist Debo Orlovsky are a local bossa nova duo, sharing their love of Brazil's unique mid-20th century new wave music. They graciously shared video from a performance earlier this year for this morning's Zoom service, and we will see them in person at 11 o'clock. Bossa Nova emerged in the late 1950s in the music of Joao Gilberto and Antonio Jobim and other musicians. They softened the sound of Afro-Brazilian samba in South America, combining it with complex harmonies of North American jazz, launching an intimate style that balances the sounds of acoustic guitar and voice. What was a new trend 70 years ago is now a beloved part of black, mu black music history in the Americas. May this spirit of syncretism, innovation, and beauty prevail in the world. Find him. 
You better play the note you know. Talk and talk and just say nothing, nothing. I have used up all the scale I know, and at the end I've come to nothing, really nothing. So I come back to that first note, as I must come back to you. And I will pour into that one note all the love I feel for you. Anyone who wants a whole show, Remy Fasolatito, he's gonna find himself with no show. You better play. Kodiak. And I'm Corbett. Please join us in the children's affirmation. We are Unitarian Universalists. We are people of faith with open minds, loving hearts, and helping hands. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Mia Norin, the Director of Religious Education for Children and Youth here at First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque. In religious education this month, I'm sharing stories with families of how we can widen the circle, our theme this month. Now, I am a visually oriented person, which is why I love to share storybooks with you. But today, I want to share something with you that only you can visualize. For this story, I want to ask you to use your mind's eye to see. The story I will share today describes Indra's magnificent jeweled net. The imagery comes from ancient stories in Buddhist and Hindu traditions, and you may recognize its influence on our seventh principle respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. What do you visualize when you imagine the infinite? Far, far away in the abode of the great God Indra, King of heaven, hangs a wondrous vast net 
much like a spider's web in intricacy and loveliness. It stretches out indefinitely in all directions. At each node or crossing point of the net hangs a single glittering jewel. Since the net itself is infinite in dimension, the jewels are infinite in number. The sparkling jewels hang there, suspended in and supported by the net, glittering like stars, dazzling to behold. Close your eyes now and imagine what this magnificent jewel net looks like spread across the vast expanse of space. Keeping your eyes closed, move in close to one jewel in the net. Look closely and you will see that the polished surface of the gem reflects all the other jewels in the net, infinite in number, just as two mirrors placed opposite each other create an image of infinity. Each jewel reflected in this gem you are gazing into also reflects all the other jewels. So that in the process of reflection is itself infinite. Now, open your eyes and know that you are a sparkling jewel in Indra's net, as is every person around you. Every jewel is connected with all the other jewels in the net. Every person is intimately connected with all the other persons in the universe. Each has an interdependent place within the net and we all reflect and influence each other. A change in one jewel or person produces a change, however slight, in every other. Realize too that the infinite reflections speak to the illusory nature of appearances. Appearances are not in fact reality, but only a reflection. The true nature of a thing is not to be captured in its appearance. However powerful that appearance might be, it is yet only a reflection of what is real. In addition, whatever you do to one jewel affects the entire net as well as yourself. You cannot damage one strand of a spider web without injuring the entire web. And you cannot damage one strand of the web that is the universe without injuring all the others in it, whether that injury is known or unknown to them. This can work for good or ill because of course, just as destructive acts affect the entire net, so do loving, constructive, compassionate acts affect the entire net. A single helpful act, even a simple act of kindness will send positive ripples across the infinite net, touching every jewel, every person in existence. When we visualize how interdependent we are, it's a natural conclusion that we must widen our circle of love and caring. 
Let us pause the chat for a few moments during the meditation and prayer. I bring us into this time of meditation with the words of the Reverend Erica Hewitt. Put away the pressures of the world that ask us to perform, to take up masks, to put on brave fronts. Silence the voices that ask you to be perfect. This is a community of compassion and welcoming. You do not have to do anything to earn the love contained within these walls. You do not have to be braver, smarter, stronger, better than you are in this moment to belong here with us. You only have to bring the gift of your body, no matter how able, your seeking mind, no matter how busy, your animal heart, no matter how broken. Bring all that you are and all that you love to this moment together. May we carry these birds with us into a shared moment of sacred silence. What are you carrying today? You can bring your full self into this community where we share our challenges, our triumphs, and all the learning we do together in between. 
This sharing is an act of vulnerability, trust, and generosity that strengthens our bonds. Please use the chat box to share first your joys, then your concerns as prompted by the video. If you can't share in the chat, we still want to hear from you. Send an email to caring at uuabq.org.
great and powerful spirit of life and love who goes by many names and no name at all who guides us through the most seemingly insurmountable of odds we lean on you once again to help us get through another week we thank you for all the joys that have brought inspiration to our lives and have fed our souls this week we are especially grateful for beautiful days, longer days, friends, family, love, connection, party games, and new places to live. We also lift up the concerns from our community. We especially remember Bruce Little, who is recovering in hospital Marian Ammerman, who is recovering from a broken hip, and Karen Williams, who passed away on February 4th. And we also pray for all those in our greater world community. For the people of the Ukraine, for the people of Tonga, for all those around the world and here at home who have been affected by and, are, and continue to be affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. We continue to remember this congregation as it navigates a period of transition and recommitment to its values and principles as we move forward into a new church year. We hold all of these concerns both expressed and held silently within our hearts. All of these we lift up to the great powers of healing and renewal known by many names. May you continue to keep us safe. May you continue to keep us healthy. And may you continue to keep us brave, even though we may be scared and uncertain of what is to come. May it ever continue to be so. Amen and blessed be. And peace be with you. And these are back to the days when Jopin and his pal Joao Gilberto used to go and see this cat at the plaza in Rio or Hugh. And Johnny Elf was the cat that they would go see, piano player. He wrote this song, it's called Sail Imar, Sky and Sea, and My Life, just like a little island floating off in the distance on the adventure of life. Geralmente, que a gente quer na vida É 
preciso esperar pra acontecer Felizmente a gente encontra a alegria No carinho de avançar de bem querer Céu e mar, estrelas na areia Verde Eu vou passar, meu amor, eu vou amar E meu barco eu vou levando a céu e mar reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a boy. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow to build, and to plant the word of God. In no country in the world have women achieved economic equality with men. Women are more likely to live in poverty. Globally, we make 24% less than men. We do between two and 10 times 
the amount of unpaid labor, including childcare and housework. And our work paid and unpaid is generally seen as less important, less significant, less valuable. And on top of that, this is nothing to say about the violence that women face globally. One in three women face sexual and or physical violence. And it's mostly perpetrated by husbands or intimate partners. Every single day, 137 women die at the hands of their families. And then of course, there is human trafficking of the estimated 800,000 people trafficked across international borders globally. 80%, 80% are women and girls, many of whom are forced into sexual slavery. I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. Audre Lorde. The theory of the human person that underlies all of this oppression is that women by design, women by design are inferior. And because we are inferior, we are to be subjugated in the home, in the bedroom, and in the boardroom. The same theory, this same theory of the human person underlies the teaching on ordination in the Roman Catholic Church. For centuries, the church has taught that only men can be priests, and the reasons have changed over time. But with every single reason put forward, it is that theory of the human person that underpins every one of them. Women are inferior by God's design. Now the church would say that it doesn't condone, though it teaches that women cannot be ordained as priests, priests, it would say that it doesn't condone economic injustice or violence against women, surely, but the church cannot have it both ways. The church cannot say on one hand that we are inferior, and then on the other hand that we deserve equality. If women are inferior in the church, then we are inferior in the world. And if we are inferior, then we can be exploited. We don't have to be paid. We can be sexually harassed. We can be raped. And if we step out of line of that boundary drawn for us, then we can be punished humiliated, beaten, and even killed. It's all one and the same. As longtime activists for women's ordination, Miriam Dignan states, the ban on women's ordination symbolizes and sustains the subordination of women everywhere. 
And it also, this doctrine also deeply forms the imagination of Roman Catholics, how we envision life and how our, our how we construct our self-understanding. This narrow imagination of gender not only prevents women from fully blossoming in roles of leadership and contributing all of our much needed gifts to the church, but it teaches girls to accept their inferiority. And it teaches boys that they are superior. And it teaches men that they do not have to relate to women as true peers in or out of the church. There is no amount of reverencing Mary or celebrating our unique female dignity, as they like to say, or appointing token women to leadership positions that will justify the immoral damage that this teaching is doing. God does not and never has wanted women excluded from full participation in the Roman Catholic Church. So my personal mission is to see that this teaching is changed in my lifetime. I am part of the Roman Catholic Woman Priests movement, which was started in 2002. A Roman Catholic bishop who had left the church ordained women on the Danube, ordained seven women on the Danube in Europe. And then the next year, he ordained some of those women as bishops. And those women have been ordaining women as priests and bishops since giving us apostolic succession, which is important to the Roman Catholic Church. Now there are 250 of us throughout the world, mostly in the United States and Europe. Now for stepping out of line of the prescribed boundary for women in the Roman Catholic Church, I do experience punishment. I am excommunicated, which means that I can no longer receive any of the sacraments, communion. It means I can't work for a Roman Catholic institution. So I had to say goodbye to my career in the church. And it also means that I don't get a Christian burial, which really just breaks my heart in a way I cannot describe. As a Roman Catholic priest who wants only to be in a Roman Catholic environment, <laughs> this is a grief that I have just had to accept. The Lord has touched my mouth to pull down and to build up. And for stepping out of line, I'm also punished by the body of Christ. The intense reaction from many Roman Catholics to my ordination in October was anything but Christian. I was verbally attacked, insulted, cyberbullied, harassed. And the vast majority, the vast majority of this behavior was done by men, mostly young men who have been formed by a church to believe, to genuinely believe that women are less than fully human. And one has to ask, what kind of husbands will they make? What kind of fathers 
What kind of colleagues? What kind of bosses? Now, these, there's no question that these consequences sadden me and anger me, to be honest. But I'm going to bear this punishment willingly for God, for the church, and for every woman and girl around the world who deserves to be respected as a sacred creation of God. I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. So I accept these consequences for I see what is possible through the power of the Roman Catholic Church. It offers a faith that is so beautiful the gorgeous ritual, the commitment to social justice, the love of the poor, and the prophetic voice to the powerful. This is the faith that we see radiating from, from Pope Francis, from Sister Dorothy Stang, a Brazilian nun who gave her life defending the indigenous peoples of the Amazon. It's the faith we see radiating from Sister Thea Bowman, who was an African-American sister who shined the light and joy of the gospel and preached all her life about racial unity. It's the faith we see in the devotion of Catholic organizations throughout the world, feeding the, hung the hungry, standing up for immigrant peoples, working for an end to capital punishment, speaking out against tyrannical governments the Catholic schools that offer some of the best education available in the very poorest of places and Catholic hospitals and clinics that provide dignity to the sick and dying. This is the love of God coming through the Catholic church, transforming the world. Now, Pope Francis loves to envision the, the Catholic church as a field hospital. And I love that analogy image also. It's the place he envisions the church as a place where people who are wounded can come and receive healing. And yes, I agree, but that is not enough. The Roman Catholic church is called to be a trailblazer, to be a pioneer, a beacon of justice that shines so brightly that all the nations come to it and want to follow its ways. That is the call of the Roman Catholic Church. This is the church I want to see, a church that truly champions the dignity of women and shows the rest of the world the path. Now, while Change in the Roman Catholic Church appears hopeless to many. <laughs> the truth is there is an opening. Pope Francis has launched a worldwide listening process called the Synod, and it culminates in October 2023 with a meeting of all the bishops in communion with the Pope. Now, the Pope himself cannot change the teaching on women's ordination. It can only happen at such a meeting. And I have set my sights on Rome. It is my commitment 
that this teaching changes at that meeting. I know in my heart that it is possible. And one of the dreams that I have that I will share with you is that when this teaching finally does change, the church will have to have a liturgy welcoming all of the women who are already ordained officially into the church. And I picture myself being welcomed finally into the institutional church. So yes, I do this work for myself, but I also do it for the world. The church is spreading fastest in Africa. It's also growing in India and other parts of Asia. Now, if women can become priests, then we can also become bishops. Imagine a Roman Catholic church led by African women and Indian women and Asian women. And imagine the impact that such a church could have in lifting up women across the world everywhere. The time have, has come for the Roman Catholic Church to widen the circle, to make this right. On this World Day of Justice, I ask you to hope with me, to please hope with me in this future. And in celebration of all women everywhere, in celebration of our delicious dignity, I leave you with two verses of poetry from Maya Angelou. Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model's size, but when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. The poet Rilke wrote, I live my life in widening circles that reach out across the world. We take the offering in the hopes that what we give may reach out in widening circles and strengthen the communities that share in our collection. You can make an offering online by clicking on the link that we'll put in the chat box. And if you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church. You can write change for the future on the memo line if that's where you'd like your offering to go. Our change for the future recipient this month is Encuentro. Encuentro is committed to the belief that quality education 
should build both individual and community knowledge. And with that knowledge comes individual and community power. This next song, Joe Beam wrote while he was building his house out in the country. And the late British critic, Leonard Feather, declared this one of the top 10 songs of the 20th century. We figured we had to play it. So, one of our personal faves. Here's Aguas Chimarsu, The Waters of March. Promessa de vida no teu coração. 
Also good. Also good. What is generously given is received with gratitude. Thank you on behalf of Encuentro, and thank you on behalf of the First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque. Now we're coming towards the end of our service. If you'd like to stay and hang out with your fellow congregants, just stay on through the credits and we'll offer you a breakout room where you can hang out and talk with folks. But whether you stay or not, I have a discussion question to offer. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Discussion question is, how can men help women get free? How can men help women get free? Have fun with that. But before we wrap things up, let's do our Pacham greeting, our sort of virtual handshake. Place one hand on your heart. The other hand, reach towards your, your camera. Maybe you want to put your screen in gallery mode. <clears throat> Sharing the love. Thank you. Father Anne will share a benediction as I extinguish the chalice. May the spirit of love knit us together as one family and inspire us to create a world of justice for all people everywhere. Amen.